Welcome to the Active Day Trader Podcast. Trading made so simple, it will change the way you approach the markets. Now, your host, Jonathan Rose. Welcome. I got Jim Kramer. How exciting, Jim. Thank you so much for joining today. Well, you know what? I'm thrilled to do so. I think you've got so much in terms of what I care more about anything in my life right now, which is educating people. And that is something that you do a great job. I've, I've listened to your stuff. I know where you're coming from. And you were about making people smarter so they can make better decisions. So you, I am all in with you, John. I love it. All right, thank you very much. So let me start. I, got, I just got a few questions for you. I mean, I really appreciate your time. So the first well, thing I, is- I got all the time in the world for guys who are <laughs> cadre, who really get it, and that's you. From all right? two birds fans together as well. <laughs> Don't get me started. So the biggest lesson that I teach my clients is that the trading account, the trading account is the number one priority. And I was reading through your 10 commandments and the number one commandment, be obsessed with losses. Can you talk a little bit about what you mean when you say be obsessed with losses? All right, I'm gonna tell you about a story about an obsession. I had a, uh, I had a closet. In the closet, I took home all at that point, you know, cause things weren't computerized, my trading sheets. I analyzed, and took home every trade that was booked at more than a $2,000 loss. I mean, I'm running at that point, I'm probably running 300 million. And I put them in the box, and then on the last day of the month, whatever day it was, I sat down and I looked at every losing trade. I never looked at winning trades. Hey, listen, winning trades, they take care of themselves. Losing trades, they create reasons for you to get better. And I would look down, I would be like, if you were drafting a player, it's like, okay, well, this guy's got this, 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 this trade did this, this, what did they have in common? Was it emotion? Was it lack of knowledge? Was it something that couldn't be foreseen, like fraud? Was it because I was blindsided by some exogenous event? Now, I didn't even call it black swans, any of that nonsense they use now. But it was, what were the criteria and what were the categories that kept getting me to make mistakes? And it was a brutal exercise. My then wife left me because of it and many other things, but that's all right because she and I are friends. She was ran the trading desk. And it was a discipline like no other discipline. And if anyone is really going to want to be in the trading business, get a box. Put your bad trades in. Look at them at the end of the month and see the commonalities, and you'll be better the next month. I love it. What I find in teaching people they can, you know, winners are okay, but then they'll get on, on that losing trade and all of a sudden that losing trade turns into a longer term investment and they convince themselves of all the reasons why they love it. <laughs> they turn the trade into an investment. That is a total, that is intellectual, lightweight, non-rigorous thinking. <laughs> so uh, another thing I've heard you say, which I love is you're someone who tries to help people make money off of information, which is, which is great. What I find in the online you know, retail education space is it's more about protecting traders from all the nonsense that's out there. So I find myself needing to protect traders from chasing price action or trying to trade flow, things that might've worked in the, in the 50s, at least from what I read. So with all the education- well, you know, but, but flow is interesting, John, because I got to tell you, if you're running a high-level trading desk, 
and you knew when a seller was was done because the guy was working in order in true flow fashion. If you were doing millions of dollars with commission, that is a great piece of information. It's legal. But we're not talking about that. The people who listen to you and people who listen to me, they're not capable of generating millions of dollars commission in order to get the last 100,000 Microsoft. They're, they think they are. They are given systems that make them feel like they're in the flow. But what they should be in is in the flow of the fundamentals. And, you know, hater like our president, there is fake news. Fake news about stocks all over the web. And you can chase your tail. There's a fantastic woman. She owns a piece of the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. She is one of my absolute She runs a company called Ventos, which is a fantastic, fantastic way to get um, dividend income from real estate investment. And there were a series of out-and-out lies published about her company on a website I'm not going to mention because there's no use in making it. I got enough enemies. And you know what? Sure enough, she came on the show 20 points ago refuted every one of the points and she was a victim of fake news and we solved that for her that's amazing it's well the, the flow yeah. of information i mean it's everybody has got a voice now so good and bad comes with that yes and you know there used to be editors who would check things and there used to be places where you always always could trust that i don't find you can trust anymore you can trust yourself. You do your own homework, but you have to accept the fact that there's a lot of uh, fallibility. Uh, and it's not like the old days, by the way, where some guys get the call and other guys don't because then people go to jail. It's a pretty good prosecution record. But you do need to know more. You need an edge. Everyone needs an edge if they're going to be in this business. And, uh, you know, if you don't have an edge or, or a catalyst that you see coming, I don't want you doing that. I don't want you doing the trade. You, you don't have any... Um, you have no more information than on any given Sunday. It's in any given Sunday situation where we know hardest to bet on games. I'm not allowed to bet it's in my contract, but we all know that the betters are wrong constantly because they don't really have an edge. You mean other than what Adam Schefter's telling you, and everybody watches Schefter, so what kind of edge is that? <laughs> this is this is great stuff because my my experience is in bond futures. And I was a market maker in stock options. So those are the only things I teach. So even if people come to me and say, Jonathan, do you teach Forex? No. I mean, I've messed around with it, but I've never traded it for a living. And I think- Oh, Jonathan, I got a story to tell you. I got a story to tell you. Okay. okay so I'm in my third year of my head fund, and a guy comes to me, a really nice guy, Jimmy. And Jimmy says to me, you know, Jimmy, to me, because I was always Jimmy, my mom and everybody on trading this, you got- to start learning something you don't know about. You should be trading coffee futures. I said, what the heck do I know about coffee? He says, that's the point, you gotta learn. I said, no, I am a skill position player, okay? I am not a right guard. I am not a defensive back. I'm a wide receiver. I am not gonna learn a new skill position or any other position in the field. I'm good with what I know. And I think that people need to be comfortable if you want to explore some new area, do it on paper trades for yes. a long time, but do not commit your capital because you are a novice and you're right and you will get schooled. And Jonathan, I don't want anyone listening to your podcast to get to school. I appreciate that, but not I a problem. I you got a lot of people telling you. I couldn't agree with you more. 
People need respect for the industry. And one of the benefits of all the great technology now is you can learn without risking real dollars, paper trade. And for those who don't Isn't like the paper fantastic. trade, it's great. But for those who aren't willing to paper trade, get over that. That's in your head. Yeah. And look, I'll tell you, when I was running 700 we would have draft day. And this was before we really, you know, everybody had systems. You were each given a pile of mystical money. Um, you had to do all the IPOs. And everyone needed to learn, learn, learn IPOs. But I would never commit real money to IPOs until we knew them. So you had to do a draft and you had to pick which player you're going to play an IPO. And then you were, I had a bunch of analysts and I felt that way. The analysts learned their stories and education is powerful. But if you just go in there and say, Oh, I like the way this stock is acting. Get out of my face. You don't belong in the game. You know? So let me, uh, funny you mentioned IPOs. Let me share a, an approach that we've been using. And I think this approach is just great for retail traders and it's, using common sense, it's understanding the difference between supply and demand and support and resistance. And the trade okay. is, is in lockups. And when lockups are coming, so after an IPO, usually six months after stocks released, and I don't care what support traders are gonna find on a five minute chart, you probably don't wanna be sitting long a name going into a major lockup. And we got to see that in Laureate Education, LAUR went from 19 down to 14 after its lockup. And we had another one uh, today, uh, OKTA, OXTA. There's another one, lockup was today. 88% of the float was released. Stock got hit from 29 down to 26. Well, I got to tell you, let's get real. The GoPro lockup expires. Stock goes down 75 points. The GoPro. The Acacia. Yeah, GoPro. The Acacia lockup expires quickly 60% decline. The Twilio lockup expires. You drop 60 points. The lockup expirations for these deals where they only issue about 10% to 15% of the stock, then when they're being traded, it's a disaster. Now, when you have Facebook, obviously lockup expiration, stock anticipated because it's so widely held, a lot of people were wise to the game we're just talking about. But those stocks that I just talked about are not so well known, and the analysts all kind of, you know, they re-it-buy, 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 all the way down, and you're crushed. Again, we have to try to help people from being crushed. My watchword is always, I've got to keep you in the game. Stay in the game. I'm looking for little trades, so to go out there and buy some little puts, to risk, risk a fixed amount on a trade for a little swing trade, a one-week, two-week trade, to me, that seems like a very like sensible trade. Always like that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Actually, I, I was negotiated with a buy today by William Blair at OKTA. I just some work. I actually, I like the name. It's a, a director from Salesforce uh, moved out and started Oxta. Doing, yes, doing great. I know. Hey, you want to go to Dreamforce? Right. I get more ideas. I go over here to Dreamforce, which is not Mark Benioff's incredible three-day uh kind of a love fest. He had rock music. I Bono was last year. I had a cocktail with Bono. But it was <laughs> with another 30,000 people. But I, I We're walking went, around uh, in different circles. I, totally. <laughs> uh, but uh, I go to a seminar and seminar to learn about tech so that I can then take tech uh, and apply that knowledge to individual stocks. It's really fantastic. Right. And that's 
learning what you're investing in. That's what happened with, with Snapchat when I was telling people, how could you invest in it? I, we don't even understand really what they do. No. Uh, <laughs> but when I met that guy, Evan, like 23 year old, to get a selfie with him, he's really cool. That was about as close as I came to touching that stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so, a selfie. Boy, my two kids teach me so much. Oh, my God. Oh, God, they know so much. They know so much that we don't know. They see so many things. And, you know, my daughter's taking a two-month tramp- uh, camping trip around the country, okay? Yes, right. right? Two-month camping trip. And what I see is, now, she was, this. you'll love this. Okay, she's 23. She was kind of uh, viewed as being um, kind of a little spoiled, you know, like the Four Seasons, you know, kind of a Mandarin Oriental type, you know? And she worked really hard. She had a job and she got out of Tulane. She did great. Uh, worked at the Holocaust Museum in Washington. Fabulous. And then they, uh, they, you know, I, I, this is a real, real world example. After you, they said, listen, we are having a cutback. So she had like those. So she said, Dad, I saved some money. I want to go camping. And I said, go camping? Where? Like at the Four Seasons? I said, no, camping around the country. Well, you know, I start doing a lot of work when I buy her this little tent. Uh, for graduation, it's called a Tatooie. It, it, it goes on top of her Subaru. And you sleep in the tent every night. And she's done a series of fabulous pictures on Instagram. Jonathan, she's rebranding herself. Wow. That's what people do with Facebook. So I go extrapolate it. I go in to look at the store industries, which is the largest maker of motorhomes and RVs. Not Winnebago, by the way. And you know what? We catch a quick 15. Because my daughter told me, Dad, people in their 20s, they want to camp. Experiential, great photos, Insta, all the way around the country, and build up a following. This is the next generation right. for industries. I mean, I, I can relate to that. I started Active Day Trader at the end of 2015, not knowing anything about advertising. And everybody I talked to said the only place to advertise is Facebook. And everyone just pours money into Facebook. I am uber, uber bull Facebook. That's the only name that I'm constantly. For you? Do you have a good return on investment through, on Facebook for your own products? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where the action is. But I'm is. thinking about doing it to street. See, I think Facebook, my, my wife belongs to this group. Okay. It's, she tells me she doesn't want me to talk about it. But so, yeah, she, you know, she doesn't watch the show. So she's not listening to podcasts. Um, she says to me, I'm in this blog with 550 other women. It's called the What Would Virginia Wolf Do? Okay, blog. Okay. And I'm looking at the blog, and sure enough, I'm seeing oil of Olay ads, right targeted with women talking about how to keep their skin young. And I'm always thinking, well, is that the moment when you need to watch an oil of Olay ad? Buy me some Facebook. Jonathan, that was 70 points. Right. And, and that's the game changer, right? That's the game changer about Facebook, where you can really, really I mean, target down to a scary level completely you know funny funny enough i have a an eight and an 11 year old boys two little boys obsessed with game obsessed with gaming obsessed with baseball okay so at uh, you know i was take take two was my favorite for the last three years because it's trail selling it's a regular uh, feature and they have money um and then that stock went and quadrupled so then i rolled over to uh, activision blizzard which has also been amazing stuff not because of um candy crush but because of, of Bobby Kotick's uh, connection with esports, which now Take Two has connection with the NBA for esports. I think esports going to be big. I think it's going to be NCA level nationwide. 
because they don't want to just give scholarships just to guys who are just big athletes. They want to have some cerebral notion to this. And activists fall right here between 62 and 64. Uh, club members of the newsletter that I work on called ActionWorksPlus.com knows that I think Activision is 62 is a great bias where it went up. That's fantastic. Another, Thank you. Another thing that I'm learning from my eight-year-old, everything that I read is saying everything's going over to voice search. That voice search is kind of like the next big thing. Yes, yes. It's really hard to do. That's why Amazon's the only one that's worked it out. But of course, you know whose chips are behind all voice search. NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Nice. Now, uh, NVIDIA. Now, I've been behind the stock of NVIDIA from 40 when the guys from Audi told me that they're using it for autonomous. And Audi's got a darn good car. $40. Jonathan ticked today at 180 When that stock went to 100 I had this rescue dog named Everest. Let me tell you something. I renamed that dog NVIDIA. <laughs> now, he only answers to NVIDIA, all right? He is no longer Everest. He has got the rebrand of all rebranding. And in my Twitter, at Jim Kramer, I frequently post pictures of NVIDIA now that he's at 180. This dog can hunt. I love it. Well, I look at my eight-year-old, and I don't use voice, but my eight-year-old searches for everything only using voice. And now, I know, God, when you walk into the room, they're, they're saying, listen, I want you to play uh, Brandy. Now, it's Brandy. It's Transcendent Generations. Brandy is the song that they're listening to now. That was a song from when I used to go out with women. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and, uh, yeah, well, that's neither here nor there at this point. But, I mean, yeah, they just they play Brandy, and, like, Brandy comes on. Hey, by the way, I'm a big believer in Spotify. When that comes public, you want to own some Spotify. It really? It's so oh, yeah. Hey, listen, they're making about four billion revs, right. and uh, it's one of the few, you use a lot of artificial intelligence who would like in music. Uh, I pay for Amazon Prime. I pay for uh, I pay for Netflix. I also pay for the Apple uh, the service fee because I need to download my pictures because I take a lot of pictures. Sure. Yeah, it's I don't really know that space very well just because it, just, it seems like there's so much competition. I mean, I, I still use Pandora. Well, you watch just, my just stuff. Man, talk about Pandora's a no-go. It's a no-fly zone. Okay, forget the Pandora. But not even for investment, the, the, I'm just the, saying. The boat, yeah, the boat, the boat said sail there. If, if you want a boat, you'd be in the Norwegian cruise lines uh, or, or, or a Royal Caribbean or a Carnival. Take advantage of the fact that the Virgin Islands have had that terrible, terrible storm. Uh, stocks are coming down. You buy them. So while I have you, this is the topic that I really want to want to hit on. I really love your take. Trading education space. It just well, seems you like dominate, which is why I want to work with you. Which I, I I appreciate that, and I and and I've grown really quick because I think my content is very different. But all of a I sudden, know. I know it's very different, which is why it's important. But everybody's an expert out there, and you see a lot of just good people that are willing to do the work just getting taken advantage of. So my question to you, I guess, is what do you see changing over the next few years? So what are the elements that will separate those in the business who are going to grow and succeed versus those who will and should inevitably just wash out and get destroyed? Because Okay, so growing the business meaning wanting to trade at home or growing the business meaning come to Wall Street? I, I, mean, tra- I mean making education available for the fella out there who's retiring in five years, who loves the market, who wants to start managing their, their own okay. money. All right, all right. Here, here's, the, here's the story. There was a man. That man's name is Steve Jobs. 
and his essence of what he taught, of what he tried to do. And I think most of us would say he was probably the greatest industrialist of the last hundred years. Storytelling. If you can't tell stories, if you can't keep people entertained, if you don't have an arc of thought and how to be able to speak a paragraph, you will fail. It's all about storytelling, making this come alive, making the, um, making the Broadcom puts come alive, making the uh, out-of-the-money calls for Dow DuPont come alive. Can you tell that story? Can you make it clear why? And then can you have the person you're teaching, your pupil, explain it back to you in a way that is cogent, three different bullet points. Feels like if the stock goes down, it's a gift. Storytelling and then personal narrative. Those are the secrets. I love that. But what about the great storyteller with no experience and the person is out there you know, giving these people money, but they're investing in a storyteller rather than real education? How do people protect themselves? I think you got to do, you got to go online, you got to get referrals, you got to be able to say who's really made you money, you got to dig down before you, you say to the guy, listen, I want to speak to some people who are making it, or you do paper trade until you realize whether the guy's good or not. Um, but it is on you. And I would say always use a little bit of capital until you're sure. Uh, nobody's that good. It's always remember that. I got, you know, uh, I got tens of thousands of people who, who read actionlearnersplus.com and join my club. And what I do is I have an open email box. You have a question for the club. I answer it. I do monthly calls where I answer your call, you know, answer your questions. And I always say the same thing, which is I'm only going to talk about things that I did wrong. You're not going to hear about anything I did right. Cause if I did right, what are we going to say? Hey, I was right. I was right. And if you have people with humility, you can explain how they went wrong. That's the person I trust. If the person says that everything goes right, that's the person I think is a liar. Okay, cool. No, I, I agree with you. It comes down to it really is on the end user just to, to be careful, make sure they do their due, due diligence. Hey, listen, man, it is unfortunately caveat emptor. There is no, we're not selling vacuum cleaners here where there's a guarantee. All right? It's caveat emptor. So we got to always understand that. Uh, play with a little bit of money until you're convinced that it's good. Get the referrals, uh, paper trade, whatever it takes. But if you can get conviction and believe that that person is really being helpful, you can make a lot of money. Fantastic. Well, I, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This was this was awesome. I appreciate every second of your time. Thanks a lot, Jim. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Cindy. Fantastic. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Active Day Trader Podcast with Jonathan Rose. Trading made so simple, it will change the way you approach the markets. Tune in again next time.